If you're looking for inspiration and challenge in the world of early years and Key Stage 1 education, then you've just found it. Welcome to the Early Excellence Podcast. Hi, I'm Andy Burt from Early Excellence and welcome to episode three of the Early Excellence podcast. It will go live in what I think will be week three for most people of the autumn term. So week three, three weeks in, how are you doing? How are you getting on? Um, I hope things in school and nursery are starting to settle into some sort of routine for you. Um, and I hope you're enjoying things. On this week of the podcast, we've got something, we've really put something together for those people who are new to teaching in the EYFS. Um, It's part one of a series of three podcasts with the other two episodes that are going to follow later on this term. Of course, you don't have to be new to the EYFS to listen in. That's absolutely fine. There's a lot here that lots of you, I think, will find useful. But if you've got a new member of the EYFS team, then do make sure you share this with them. Okay, here we go then, episode three. In this episode, we look at what it is to be new to teaching in the EYFS. We think about what key information you'll need to know and the key things you'll need to think about. We've put together a survival guide really to support you as a new teacher in the EYFS and this is part one. As a newly qualified teacher, starting a new teaching job is exciting and a chance to put into practice so many ideas that you've seen and heard about through training and through teaching practices. As you step into your new classroom, your head will be buzzing with lots of plans and ideas and there'll there'll be all sorts of things that need to be done before the children start in September. So, an important question. I think for any teacher at the start of a school year is this, where do I start? Well, our first piece of advice is to make lists of what you're going to achieve. Creating a list will help you feel in control and will enable you to prioritize what needs to be done. Your list will, of course, be highly practical. You'll have so much to get organized, but here you'll find a few practice-based tips to help you get started. In this survival guide, part one, we've thought about who you need to get to know and why. Okay, so first of all, who do you need to get to know? Well, you need to get to know your team. Working in the EYFS usually means working in a team. In an, an effective team is built on mutual respect and understanding. When you start your new role, take the time to get to know your new colleagues and what they bring to the team. Find out from them what has worked previously in organising and developing the EYFS learning environment and which routines have been successful. Where possible, involve your new team in any changes that you make. This will create a shared understanding across the team and will also help individual team members feel valued. Making large changes without the involvement of members of your team will leave some members of staff feeling left behind. Okay, what else do we need to get to know? Well, we need to get to know your new school. Important to think that there is no such thing as a silly question. 
Ask the other members of your team or the EYFS leader to explain anything that you're not sure about. Developing a clear idea of different approaches and ideas in the early years will enable you to be more confident about creating your own vision as your career progresses. Okay, so we need to get to know our team, first of all, and we need to get to know our new school. What else do we need to know? Well, of course, really important, we need to get to know our children as individuals. Spend time really getting to know the young children in your nursery or reception class and get to know them as individuals. What makes each child in your class who they are? What are they interested in? And what does one child know that another child might not? What are they a bit of an expert in? In any early years classroom, there are children with very specific interests and fascinations. The child who is an expert in dinosaurs is a classic example. Knowing this and celebrating it in different ways through, the, through your play-based curriculum will give each child a sense of identity and, importantly, a sense of belonging within the class. Okay, all important stuff. Who else do we need to get to know? Well, we need to get to know our families, our children's families. Get to know the parents of the children in your new early years class. Do this as soon as you can and give them the time to get to know you. Try to be available to talk informally with parents at the beginning and the end of each day. Many parents might well be anxious about their child starting school or nursery and will value the opportunity, opportunity to share any worries or any queries. This will support parents in feeling valued and will create an environment where sharing information between home and school is part of everyday practice. Okay, what else do we need to get to know? Well, we need to get to know the EYFS community. There are lots of different ways that you can connect with colleagues at other schools and other settings. Visiting other settings is always useful. Ask your EYFS leader if they can arrange for you to visit other local schools and settings. Then, of course, there's the wider EYFS community too. Social media is a great, is, is a great media for staying in touch with current issues and sharing ideas. Do be careful, though. Not every idea that you see on social media will necessarily work in reality. Effective areas of provision need to be carefully planned and you'll need to be able to explain your thinking in terms of that particular space. Try to re tr trying to recreate Pinterest provision areas will probably distract you more than help you with this. And finally, Working in the early years and creating an environment with early years resources, whether that's in the nursery year or in the reception year, can be complex and challenging. But it also provides you with an incredible opportunity to shape the lives of young learners, which of course is so rewarding. This year is going to be a steep learning curve as a new teacher, especially given all of the different things that have happened recently in terms of the pandemic and all of the, the unsettling times that we've had over the recent years. So as you get started, do be aware that, of course, you're going to make mistakes. We all do. But... 
be yourself. Try to relax, smile, enjoy the time with your children. When children look back on their time in the EYFS, above all the other things that we constantly try to get right, they will remember, of course, how they felt, how they felt as a young learner in your class. So when we create an environment, when we create practice, creating an early years environment based on strong relationships and well-being has got to be our first priority. Okay, lots of useful things to get you thinking there, I hope. Now, knowing that we were going to be talking as part of this podcast all about being new to the EYFS, um, this morning I've taken a trip around, around the office here at Early Excellence and I've asked the, the different members of the curriculum team for some snippets of advice, some just little useful pointers um, just off the top of their heads, really just to get you thinking and just to support you in these first few weeks. So... What did they say? Well, Maria, Maria Moon, she said this. She said, um, don't forget, you are the most valuable resource a child can have. Look after your needs so that you can look after theirs. Okay, really important stuff, isn't it? We talk such a lot, and we have done already as part of the podcast, about the importance of children's well-being. But of course, actually, if you're going to do your job to the best of your ability, you have to look after yourselves too. What else? Well, Nikki, my colleague Nikki Walters, she said this. She said that the best piece of advice that she'd actually been given was don't get rid of that domestic role play area. So specifically thinking about role play, she said, somebody had said to her, don't get rid of that domestic role play area because whatever you turn it into, the children will play mums and dads and make spag ball and there will always be a dog. So children will always come back to that domestic role play, even if actually you've created something else within that space. So don't get rid of it. She also said this, she said, make friends with your teaching assistants and the other people on your team and of course your site manager as well. Um, as I travel around schools and different settings, I hear lots of fantastic stories of um, people who have these super site managers who are really handy, who will come into the room and help them create different spaces and do all sorts of things. Yet a, a site manager who's very much a part of your team, who will help you out with your environment, actually is worth their, they're worth their weight in gold, aren't they? Um, she also said this, remember to smile. Remember to smile to your children and to your parents also. Um, it's often said, isn't it, that, that, that being a teacher is a bit like being an actor or an actress, you know, that you are, put, you are in role, aren't you? And certainly I think putting on a smile, making sure that actually the parents that you work with, the, the children that you work with, they see that actually you're enjoying what you're doing because that will allay many of their fears and that will settle things down, particularly early on in the school year. What else do people say? Well, um, I said this, I said, um, well, don't forget, keep it simple. Don't overcrowd your room or your timetable. 
Okay, so really don't overcrowd things. Keep it as simple as possible. We tend to be, um, in teaching, we often overload things. We overload our timetables. We can often also overload our provision within our classroom as well. So keep it simple, don't overload it. And really get to know your children as individuals. Get to know them, you know, so get to, get to know what makes them tick. Get to know that what they're fascinated by, what they're interested in, um, what excites them, um, what, what they're fascinated by in terms of um, certain things that they've seen or done. Really get to know them as a learner. So building those learning relationships, so crucial. And then my colleague, Nova, Nova Robinson, she said this, she said, this is a great piece of advice for you. She said, don't forget, every interaction that you have with your children is teaching. Don't feel that you're not teaching if someone comes in and you're sitting on the floor in the block area surrounded by your children. Now that to me is crucial advice, crucial advice. I think quite often we feel very self-conscious that when we are there alongside our children within provision areas, that actually we're perhaps not doing the job, that we're not teaching. And yet actually, that's where, that's where lots of vital teaching happens and where lots of language and vocabulary and support can be given. Okay, so really important that we think carefully about what we mean by being a teacher and that actually that can happen in all sorts of contexts across your room and across your provision. And if you're looking for more inspiration, why not join us for our 3D tour of our National Centre? It's available online, so you can watch it wherever you are in the world. It's free also, you just need to sign up, uh, and there's a section on the website to sign up to it. As part of the tour, you can be immersed in best practice. You can, you can explore the centre in all kinds of different ways. So you'll be able to delve into our EYFS and Key Stage 1 interactive classrooms where you'll see examples of high quality provision. You'll also be able to take a good look around our resource shop which showcases many of our high quality books, play resources and educational artefacts that are available to buy online. You'll also be able to have a really good look inside our curriculum room and our training room and our, our cafe space also with all sorts of different professional books and all kinds of displays of our children's work as well to inspire your practice. Okay, so where do you find it? Well, you can find it on our Early Excellence website. So go to www.earlyexcellence.com. Go to the Ideas and Inspiration tab and there you will find a section called Virtual Tour. If you go to that, you'll just need to sign, you, sign in. So just add, put in your name and contact details and then it's a free resource so you'll be able to go straight to it. We'll also put a link to that particular section of the Early Excellence website in the description of the podcast. <music>